All right, and we're back. Daru's Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Phil Daru. Today, we have the Miss Unstoppable herself, Ariel Kadar. She is a four-time IFBB pro, a four-time Arnold Classic, and a five-time Olympia competitor. All right, this girl is phenomenal. She's been a pro IFBB uh, competitor for since she was 16 years old. So, been in the game for a while now. Um, definitely still on the top of her game. But we talk a little bit about competing. We also talk about how she got her start in the fitness world and also what she did before that, which is going to be very interesting to my listeners. Uh, before we do that, I have to shout out the sponsors VivoBarefoot.com. Vivo Barefoot is the minimalistic shoe that I've been rocking on all my YouTube and IG videos. So, if you guys have been asking about what shoes I'm wearing, Yes, they are Vivo. So go ahead, check out VivoBarefoot.com. Use the discount code DeRueStrong to get 10% off your final purchase. Also, if you are a coach, someone that is in the fitness world trying to increase their knowledge and their understanding on how they can make it a lucrative business for themselves, check out the DeRueStrong Fitness Business Conference at the end of the year, December 11th and the 12th. We got a laundry list of great speakers, including myself and my business partner, Chris. We go over all of the details on how you can increase your business through the fitness world and you get to spend some time with myself and the other presenters so if you want to check it out make sure that you go down to the link down below or at deroostrong.com to get your tickets now because they're flying off the shelf pretty fast so make sure that you get on it all right if you are a coach also want to learn some of the methods the principles the systems that i use for my own training and my athletes training check out my online mentorship course it's a one-time fee and you'll get access for life. If you want to find out more details, schedule a call with my team to go over any questions that you have to get you started today. Link is down below or DeRoostron.com. Now let's get on the interview with Ariel. I wanted to get just a full rundown. We're starting now, but okay. let's go over the just for the people that don't know who you are, right? Yeah. These are a lot of like combat sport athletes. Well, I did also, do taekwondo, so that's kind of. That's why I also wanted to get yeah. you on because I didn't want to talk about that. Yeah. Um, you know, talk about how you started and what you're doing now and what you just finished and accomplished. Okay. This past couple weeks ago. Sure. So go ahead. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> so I'm Ariel Kadar. Mm -hmm. I'm an IFBB fitness pro, which mm -hmm. is in the technically like the highest degree of bodybuilding essentially the uh best federation so to speak yep. um i was the youngest person to ever get my pro card nice. in 2009 i just turned 17 at that time mm -hmm. uh recently i competed at the arnold classic and the olympia mm -hmm. and i got third and fourth respectively mm -hmm. uh this is I guess I'm going on to my sixth year now competing as a pro wow. in 2022. That's awesome. Yeah. So explain to me, like, how it's all judged. I mean, because there's a lot going on there. And sure. there's, there's obviously, you know, some favoritism in some ways, too, as well. But as far as, like, building up to it and then the judging in, entirely, and you are doing what exactly as far as the the competition goes yeah so like i was going to say every division in bodybuilding there's a lot of divisions now mm -hmm. they all have different criteria based on 
in ex- the only division that has an actual like performance round or anything to do with like mm. athletics is fitness okay. because yeah, yeah, we do yeah. have that uh, performance round. Sure. Uh, I'm starting to see this not necessarily a fitness routine anymore. Uh, it's more like a performance with yeah. fitness skills. Um, so that kind of takes it to like bodybuilding again, doesn't it? Doesn't it takes out more of the athletic style? Like because um, you're doing before I saw back in the day, you know, and you still do it too. But you're you're right. I do see like more of like a acting type of deal. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. My <laughs> to be honest, I really think it's just to be more mainstream and mm. to be to the masses because yeah. like we're kind of running into that problem right now actually mm-hmm. um, fitness criteria has changed a lot specifically actually in the physique round yeah. um, they honestly wanted us to get very muscular <laughs> and very lean and conditioned and was honestly on the verge of like figure actually more like women's physique wow. so the different divisions have different criteria so women's physique they got rid of actually women's bodybuilding for a little while, mm-hmm. so they made women's physique to try to like tone it down and make it more sure. feminine. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they eventually brought back women's bodybuilding now. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the two divisions, it's like what's bodybuilding and what's yeah, women's similar. physique. It's gotten really like extreme again. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the divisions across board have gotten extreme. So they're starting to tone it down like a little bit in the bi- in bikini. Mm-hmm. Bikini is obviously the least muscular. Yeah. Um, so they're starting with that. But now with us in fitness, they're starting to realize we're really competitive. Yeah. So if the top girl is really muscular and looks a certain way, we're all going to try to look that way because that's obviously what they're saying they want gotcha. based on the scores. Okay. Um, it's not like they literally told us, like, this is what we want. Mm-hmm. But now they're starting to see that it's not really helping because the girls that just turned pro, mm-hmm. um, there's the MPC and the IFBB. The MPC is the amateur div- mm-hmm. league essentially so once you turn pro then you're in the ifbb the girls in the mpc for fitness they don't have a physique round anymore so they get on stage and they're at a physique show with all these other divisions bodybuilding bikini um Mm -hmm. men's physique classic physique all these things that obviously have nothing to do with a fitness routine yeah and so like people are like what the heck is this (laughs) honestly because the girls are not really in shape i mean they're not not in shape but Mm -hmm. to look at what the top five in the fitness division is at the Olympia and the Arnold. It's yeah, like, who, what are these girls doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, recently we had a kind of discussion with some of the judges, and mm-hmm. we all strongly feel that the, the physique round needs to come back mm-hmm. um, because it is bodybuilding at the end of the day. Gotcha. Um, and to grow fitness with the easy way out by just going into a physique division, mm-hmm. um, we want to tailor fitness to be a little bit more mainstream, which is why I think that it's going in the f- route of like, who's the most entertaining, mm-hmm. who's the coolest, not necessarily who's doing the hardest skills. Gotcha. Okay. So you have bikini uh, figure. Yeah. Fitness, which is what you do. Right. And then you have bodybuilding. Basically. So actually fitness used to be like way back when uh-huh. uh, it was just bodybuilding and then eventually fitness. Oh, okay. So like girls, there'd be like 50 girls in one class for fitness because it was literally the only thing you can do. Wow. Then they realized a lot of girls can't really do the routine round, so they came out with figure. And the physique round for fitness and figure was supposed to be about the same thing, okay. um, except for fitness has the routine round. Gotcha. Then they came out with bikini, and then fitness really died off because obviously, why does anyone want to? You, you might as well not have a routine round. It's a lot easier. Yeah. Because it's already hard to compete as it sure, is. So yeah, why yeah. bother with the routine? Yeah, that's another thing. Because you got a diet. You have to be depleted somewhat. Yeah. And then you have to do a full-on routine that's very acrobatic. Like, there's a lot of m- right. movement going on in there. So, actually, I feel like there's been a lot of mishaps, so to speak, in bodybuilding. A lot mm-hmm. of deaths recently. Oh, because wow. of how much the extreme that it's gotten is really 
to the point of life or death. Wow. Um, so they don't want us in fitness to, now they're seeing like our physiques are getting on the verge of like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. want us to kind of tone it back because they are That's a little right. bit concerned. Yeah. There was another thing where girls were bringing like huge props out on stage, <laughs> um, which honestly to me is not a fair playing ground because if you come out with like a massive prop, mm-hmm. How can you really compare to someone who doesn't have a massive prop? Yeah, yeah. That's so they want to get rid of that. Right there, I mean, a lot of it has to do with safety at this point, I gotcha, think, too. Gotcha. Um, but going back to the different divisions, yeah, there's bikini, there's mm-hmm. figure. Now there's wellness, which is a new division this year. Um, fitness. This is, this is already confusing. Okay. Women's physique and then <laughs> women's bodybuilding. So there's, I guess it's like six divisions for, for women. Wow. Yeah. How many is there, is there for men? There's Obviously, you have the physique, the bodybuilding, you have the... Men's classic physique, men's classic, right? And then they have open bodybuilding and two twelve bodybuilding. Okay, yeah, I know, I know that. I'm, I'm, I'm close friends with Flex. That's the only reason okay. why I went two twelve, or he was at two o two, I believe. Yeah, so back, back in the day, it used to be two o two. Then they realized these guys are yeah, not yeah, able yeah. to make that weight, <laughs> so they went to two twelve. So I did one amateur bodybuilding show. Okay, I, t- I took first, by the way. Nice. <laughs> Over there somewhere, but okay. uh, but that's it. And then I was like, man, I, I just I was coming from uh, I was coming from MMA. I just like just retired, and I was like, I need to build my body up. And I was like, the only way I'm gonna really really get into it and do the diet right is if I know I have to compete at the end of it. So I did it. And I was <laughs> yeah, like, should see me. I'll, I'll, I'll show you some videos. Okay, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Not as oh, good okay. as you. Um, so all right. So now let's get back to like how you started in athletics because you did taekwondo and i think you did gymnastics is yeah that? so talk a little bit about that how, how that so started. growing up i was an only child so mm-hmm. i think my parents were like they wanted to make me like do whatever sports they liked actually because my mom always said oh i always always wanted to do gymnastics mm-hmm. and i always wanted to defend myself because she grew up in brooklyn so oh, yeah, yeah. she figured might as well put me in martial arts sense, she yeah. didn't really know taekwondo wasn't really self-defense <laughs> martial arts but yeah. it is what it is it actually worked really well with the gymnastics yeah so i started with gymnastics first um uh actually where i grew up in new york long mm-hmm. island right now well back when i was younger didn't really have very good gymnastics yeah so i went to like a lot of different gymnastics places mm-hmm. um they all really weren't as like I, I was naturally really good at gymnastics and mm-hmm. i really liked it so i was very like geared into the gymnastics and also you can get a scholarship in gymnastics so like Eventually, the Taekwondo died off a little bit, but I could talk about that too. So I was really, really good at Taekwondo. Like mm-hmm. it was like everything came easy oh, to me. Yeah, I was nice, competed. Cool. Yeah, it was that's really cool. good. Um, my uh, master is like one of the most well known in the world. What's his name? Y H Park. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, I heard of him. All right. Yeah. So I didn't yeah. even know that until recently. Like, it just yeah. got lucky. He lived like his school was near my house. Like, and that's in New York, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So okay. he eventually started training me privately because I was just mm-hmm. like I didn't even want to go to practice because I was afraid if I like hurt the girls. Like I didn't want to spar with the girls. Oh, really? I was like the kid. The guys didn't want to spar with me. How either. old were you at this point? Probably like eight or nine. Oh wow. Yeah, I got my black belt by the time I was like ten. Nice. So he they wanted me to go to Korea to actually to like change obviously go train for the olympics and go to korea but i was so involved in gymnastics that i didn't Mm -hmm. want to do that um so i competed obviously in taekwondo i also did like performance taekwondo Mm -hmm. which i also recently didn't know was a sport (laughs) it's like extreme taekwondo yeah i didn't know that that was a thing but it is yeah, there's the I, I did Kimbo karate okay. when I was a kid, and we used to do forms, and then we did sparring too as well. So it's yeah. similar, but Taekwondo is is crazy because you have flips, you have spin kicks, all these. Well, things. that's the thing. Like I didn't realize there's extreme Taekwondo, which yeah. is actually like performance breaking boards, mm-hmm. doing the gymnastics, mm-hmm. the nunchucks, and all that. That's mm-hmm. actually extreme Taekwondo, mm-hmm. which I did. 
um, but I did it for performance. Like our school would do like performances all over the place. Gotcha. Um, and then I competed in Taekwondo because there's Olympic Taekwondo, which mm -hmm. is just sparring, and then Pumse, which is form. Okay. Um, actually, form is probably even harder than sparring because you have to. It's like gymnastics where yeah. it's every single thing has to be perfect. I know. So to get top three at the Junior Olympics for that, was, I actually placed. We tied for second, but somehow I got third. <laughs> I don't know how they break the top. I think they break like one of the scores or something. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, the rules back then were like really um, off. Mm -hmm. They used to be you could just kick like anywhere, in the head, whatever. You get certain points. Okay. Then they changed it so that I think you had to be like 14 to kick in the head. Oh, wow. So at the Junior Olympics, I was honestly like I don't think I was I was completely unbeatable. I really think that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. um, this girl, we, first round. Like, they have this huge score, like, this huge screen, I mean, with the scores on it. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, I think it was, like, the first 30 seconds was already, like, 4-0. Oh. And the um, referee went like this to, like, I, I don't obviously, to cut, I think at the 30, maybe it was, like, up to 30 seconds was each round. Mm -hmm. So, like, right like this, I went to kick the girl or something, and then because it went like this, my foot slipped on her pad and literally, like, went like this. Oh. Like, I'm not kidding, it was, like, really light. So the girl was facing the screen. She literally went back and was like, oh my God, and she started screaming her head off, <laughs> acting like she couldn't hear. She didn't want to finish the fight, obviously. Yeah, well, yeah. the spar, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the previous round before us was the boys, mm -hmm. and they have like very open-ended, like, I guess, like judging. Um, the kid did the same thing as me, yeah. and they raised his arm that he won. Mm. Same thing happened with me. They said I was disqualified. <laughs> Hmm. So after that, I was just. Why do you think that? Do you think that maybe it's female? Or yeah. 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 You get that too now in bodybuilding, and like with, with when you compete, you feel like it's like an unfair advantage. Um. As far as for the so, battles? well, when it comes to prize money, yeah. yes, but at the same time, like across the board, fitness mm -hmm. is pretty well respected. Mm -hmm. But I also kind of have a. There's a diff. I mean, well, I don't know. There's a difference there. I guess in both on both ends, boys in Taekwondo are going to bring more money. But I don't think that's necessarily true. Mm -hmm. um, like I just saw recently the first gold medalist for Taekwondo as a woman in the United States was like this year. I was like, I would have won that gold medal like 10 years ago. Yep. So I think it's just a matter of like who. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of people in the U.S. that are good for Taekwondo to like bring it out. But I think I was probably sure. a good person for that. Yeah, well, I mean, shit, you could have took that different path. but Yeah, but I well didn't, now. so it is what it it's is. It's all good, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, all right, now you took that. and Okay, so now you're in gymnastics primarily. Let's. let's I was actually in both simultaneously. You were still going. Yeah. Okay, so how far did you take it before you were like, all right, I'm done? That was the last time I competed in Taekwondo. Really? Yeah, it was really that Did devastated. you still train or was it just like I'm done? Now? I was like, I think I was about to start high school. Actually, mm -hmm. no. Yeah, I was about to start high school. Yeah. I was at the point of like, which avenue am I taking here? Gotcha. Am I going to go with gymnastics or, or Taekwondo? Because at the level of level 10 to elite gymnastics, it's mm -hmm. a whole different ball game. It's your life. Yeah. So I ended up actually committing to training for elite gymnastics. Mm -hmm. um, and I ended up being homeschooled for a year. Nice. So what started there was I went to a different gymnastics place. Mm -hmm. um, it was like an hour away from my house. Mm -hmm. I was homeschooled. I uh, ended up getting hurt like in the first two or three months of training. Yeah. And my coaches at the time were just brutal. Like they were yeah. like typical, like what you see on there now on TV about gymnastics. <laughs> I mean, maybe not to that extent, but they were bad. That's crazy. Huh? So like I had hurt my ankle. I fractured, I think. And then they just kept convincing me. Like, it was, like, so big. It was, like, the size of a grapefruit. Oh, they are like, no, you're going to compete. You're blah, blah, blah. They just kept convincing me. Yeah. And I was really good at, at <laughs> covering up the pain. But, like, it got to the point where I was pretty much immobile. Like, I could land my pass, and, like, I was <laughs> breaking down on the floor. I was like, all right. The MRI results came back after two months, and it was just bone bruise fracture. Uh -huh. 
uh, sprain, strain. It was like everything you could possibly have. <laughs> yeah. And because I was compensating, mm-hmm. um, so subconsciously on the other ankle, I ended up getting like tendonitis. And then it was just back and forth yeah. between one ankle, the next ankle, one ankle, the sure. next ankle. Um, about these ankles man. <laughs> yeah so my gymnastics career i want to say kind of went downhill from there sure. not like right away but psychologically mm-hmm. between the coaching and then the injuries it just yes. was like yeah i still ended up getting um recruited for gymnastics mm-hmm. to college but i never ended up doing gymnastics in college so it kind of felt like it was a real decision at that point like am I gonna really do this but I hated gymnastics so much at that point that I was like I don't even want to do one more day of gymnastics let alone another four years yeah do you think that that was more so because of the injury or was it because of the coaching and just the anxiety of it all like having to compete all the time and having to train hard what do you think it was I do think it was much a lot to do with the coaching yeah yeah, looking back, I think if I had the right coaches, mm-hmm. um, they probably I probably wouldn't have felt so burnt mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the injuries factored in too, mm-hmm. but I still think the love for gymnastics died out because yeah. of the way that they treated not just me, but like everybody. Yeah, it's crazy how I see these young kids, man. They they try to push them to be more specific early on, and then by the time they reach high school, college, they're like, I'm done. And their body's beat up because right. of it. And I mean, I'm still feeling the beat up sure. now. That's why yeah, I'm always yeah. getting massages and work done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, I feel like that in any sport, kind of like what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. gymnastics, just it's already in that perfection. Like, mm-hmm. every, no matter what, it's, you're going to have to be as perfect as you can be. The mm-hmm. hard work is going to be there. Like, yeah. so that comes with it so mm-hmm. if you have the coaches that are also negative like that it sure. just makes it a lot worse I, I i will give you this i'll say that i believe that because of the fact that you've been able to compete at a high level all the way since you were young it helped you yeah you, i sure. could be wrong but <laughs> i think that this is something that definitely could carry over right? i do think bodybuilding is going to take i mean to get to the very top is very difficult yeah. so like i sometimes i hate to say i take for granted sure. but I've been very successful in the bodybuilding industry very quickly. Like, I literally got my pro card in a year. Mm-hmm. Um, when I actually started competing in fitness when I was a kid. I had a gymnastics coach at a different gym that was, like, more normal um, that competed in fitness, and she wanted to start a junior fitness division. Um, not division, but kind of, like, training for that. Yeah, yeah. So she had a couple of girls. And How old were you then? I was 10 when I started. Wow. So I competed in an f- international fitness competition at 11 and won. Um, and those girls are like incredible because in Europe it's actually a sport. Yeah. Um, and they take it really seriously. Like their performances are. Are they are they lifting or are they? They don't really wor- focus on the physique so much. Mm-hmm. Like they look like regular like gymnasts, like okay. dancers. They don't okay. look bad, but they're not mm-hmm. like bodybuilding. Gotcha. Um, they really focus on the routine. Like they mm-hmm. actually score the skills. Like in my division, you don't even know what they're judging. Like you said, like what are they judging? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's what we're trying to look. Top girls now are trying to come up with some kind of criteria because mm-hmm. there's so many people that are like why didn't you and like another girl win because you have the best gymnastics and it's like it's really not gymnastics like i can argue that yeah sure but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day fitness is not gymnastics Mm -hmm. um we're trying to come up with like what is fitness yeah yeah, yeah. it is a lot to do with like endurance and cardiovascular strength flexibility it's all in one so there needs to be some kind of breakdown of like what they are judging because Mm -hmm. obviously if somebody does like one skill it's like a really wow factor it's gonna Mm -hmm give you something sure. but it shouldn't be like if you didn't do anything you're supposed to do mm-hmm. that shouldn't make you win yeah. so like the props so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it seems like that's the most combined of all the categories like as far as like pure athletic athleticism and aesthetics absolutely yeah. you know and that's you don't see that with any other division 
do you feel like, <laughs> like is that you think that maybe I'm just thinking now because I'm like maybe males need to do that too like they actually do have male fitness in do Europe do they really yeah oh, wow. <laughs> they're like crazy good How you, so what do they what do they do they do the same thing like no they, well they kind of do the same thing but they're obviously a lot stronger it's kind of like yeah. watching gymnastics for men and women oh wow like they're just obviously the men are like way better way stronger <laughs> yeah but it's just never gonna fly here like men in costumes doing gymnastics and dancing around the stage is not gonna I mean, fly I here I mean Kai was kinda doing it though I mean Kai, <laughs> he, he was doing something I don't know what he was doing but shout out to Kai Green by the way yeah, no, he's uh, he's a. That's why he's Kai Green, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he's, I would say, for for him, maybe Flex was it Flex Wheeler. I think he them two had better body mechanics and like had better flexibility, but better, better overall mobility in a sense. I think there's a lot of bodybuilders. I mean, even that I'm not aware of that mm -hmm. definitely did things outside of bodybuilding to sure. in. And enhance I their they performance or their posing routine. Yeah. But nowadays, that's sort of like going out the window too. Like, really? you could see that the judging in the posing round doesn't have anything to do with their score at the end of the day. Really? Like that's the fans cool. like it. You'll get mm. your fans, but mm. nah, it's not. It's, a big deal. it's another thing with bodybuilding. It's like, what are they looking for too? It's sometimes yeah. they're looking for size. Sometimes they're looking for conditioning. And does that vary between like the Olympia and Arnold, and or is it all the same judging? The problem is the Olympia and the Arnold have the same judging. Ah, okay. So it's like. Mm. <laughs> Maybe yeah. one or two judges are different, but mm -hmm. the main judges are the what same. Are the, what are the main? Uh, I know you got the Olympia, you got the Arnold, the New York Pro. Sure. Right? And then what other ones are, like, big? I mean, honestly, before COVID, it was, like, the Arnold Australia, yeah. uh, some of the other Arnolds. Uh, the New York Pro is definitely a big show. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of, like... That's probably the honestly the main biggest. Those are like the main shows that are the biggest yeah. ones. That's yeah. what I figured. And there's no fitness at the New York Pro. Really? Yeah. So, what so for fitness, the top of the top is at the Arnold and the mm. Olympia. And you did well there. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's a good job. Uh, all right. So now let's talk about your training, right? Now, what is it? What is a fitness competitor? How, how do you train for this? Because I know you have to be off. You have to be athletic, and you also have to be aesthetically pleasing. So yeah, right. Let's see how how that go. So I feel like every fitness girl is probably going to say something different. Sure. Kind of like every bodybuilder, like they have to work their back or they have to work their legs or something. Uh -huh. Obviously, their training is going to gear around what they need to work on or gotcha. what they need to do better. Um, for me, I mean, I know a lot of the other girls are not saying this, but like I almost never practice my routine. So I kind of know that when we're backstage. She already got it. <laughs> when we're backstage, we literally can't warm up. I mean, they say come to the stage and warm up just mm -hmm. two hours or more before you actually get on stage. So like, what do you do? We, there, you just I mean, we do kind of like warm up and feel out the floor like two hours before. Oh man. But you can't be doing something that's absolutely crazy that you need to warm up for because you know yeah. you're gonna be cold and yeah. then they just let you go out there and do your routine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, m most people seeing what I'm doing are like, how do you not, how, mm -hmm. like I know I have to roll, be able to roll out of bed and do what I'm doing. Because yeah. that's like yeah. the mentality that I have. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times I'll practice like conditioning or yeah, conditioning like after I train just yeah. like my push-ups, my handstand moves, um, nice. that kind of thing. Do you do any like plyometric drills or ballistic style training? Or anything um, like honestly, I use, mm, not really. I Like a lot of girls do. Yeah. I don't, but that's because my legs get too much, um, I want to say like extra work that don't need, they don't need it. Like my legs are big enough. Like I actually stopped training legs like eight weeks out from the Olympia. Wow. Yeah, so I don't really do that just because my ankles are bad and all that kind of stuff. Gotcha. I do it once in a while. Mm -hmm. Like, it depends. If my legs are not sore and I feel like I need to work on mm -hmm. 
the endurance like i'll do some of that mm -hmm. but i'll try to do like more like straddle jumps things that are actually in my routine gotcha. versus like squat jumps and when you do your when you do your jumping routines like as you're practicing do you go to like a gymnastics actually field? i don't um i might start doing that just yeah. because it's better on my joints yeah, and i sure. can definitely still like when your body's doing the movements it's mm -hmm. better practice yeah. but i actually try not to do that because you're not going to be on a gymnastics floor it's like a hardwood floor literally wow um, usually they're a platform stage or <laughs> even worse. So, <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I mean, it's actually better now that I just do pretty much the Arnold in the Olympic because I know what I'm expecting. Mm -hmm. But at some of these shows, you literally have no idea, like, what the floor is. That's wild. Yeah. And so when you're doing these, like, these moves, like, are you contemplating like all right i need to put i need to make sure that my foot is placed here and make sure that i don't slip on this particular side do you go like do you map out the, the honestly stage? yeah not necessarily that but my one ha my handstand moves where i come down and go into one arm like if yeah. the floor is uneven or something yeah then sure. i know for sure i can't do my skills like in certain spots yeah so that specific move yeah mm -hmm. like at the arnold i know for sure there was like this line on the stage <laughs> like i have to be like in somewhere but between that line or somewhere because the floor was uneven in another spot Damn. so yeah there is that I ain't taking that into account for the fitness competitors I mean I gotta tighten up man <laughs> this, is, this is unsafe <laughs> <laughs> I mean the good thing is at least at the Arnold and the Olympia the carpet there's a carpet because oh, wow, at okay. some stages there's oil all over the floor oh, from the bodybuilder <laughs> Damn, yeah so you're just like oh man <laughs> somebody break yeah, there was one stage that like it was like almost like sandpaper so wow. everybody came off bleeding <laughs> wow, I was going through it, man. Yeah. The hardest, the hardest, uh, the hardest division in the game, right here. It definitely is. The bodybuilders would definitely say it is. Oh, I'm, I bet. Yeah. So, all right. So, give me like a, a basic breakdown, because I'm going to train with her. By the way, <laughs> we're going to do a video soon. But um, give me like a basic week of like how sure. your split goes. Um, so realistically, mm -hmm. I want to say everything's changed. Like since mm -hmm. I've started competing as this at this level to now, it's changed. So like previously, I used to not really train that hard in the gym mm -hmm. because my body was already there, kind of like from gymnastics and stuff. Sure. So I would focus mostly on cardio actually and routine, like just going through the routine, doing my skills. Mm -hmm. I was trying to get the moves that I have now too. So I was practicing a lot more, like certain uh -huh. specific moves. Mm -hmm. Now um, I kind of do my routine. It's more on the it was more was more on the back burner because I knew I had to change my physique. Gotcha. So I was actually training like bodybuilder uh, for the past like year. So I trained about I want to say like six days a week religiously for a wow. year. Mm -hmm. um, just kind of going through like sh I guess it changed a little bit. I was doing like typical like bro split like yeah, yeah. shoulders, triceps, abs, then like chest, uh, then legs, and then. What am I saying? And back, back and biceps. Gotcha. So I would just rotate. So like four days, actually five days on, one day off. So it'd be okay. like day one would be shoulders, day two would be chest, day three would be uh, legs or actually back, and then day four would be legs, and then the next day would be shoulders again. Okay. And I did that for like a year mm -hmm. because I had to actually train like a bodybuilder to get to where I am, which I didn't want to accept. Um, I had gotten a new coach and he kind of like put a different perspective on how it was training like okay. i was training like bikini competitor before because gotcha. i figured like i don't need to grow and mm -hmm. they really just want us to have like really tight hamstrings and glutes so i mm -hmm. train like glutes and hamstrings and shoulders <laughs> and that was yeah. pretty much it i didn't even train abs or do anything so like back once in a while but i got you so like and you would do shoulders twice a week you said yeah probably like i didn't even really care like it was I, like I that 
like, I really like, just would do whatever. Like, man. I just would focus mostly on, on cardio. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. people that hear this are like, are you kidding me? Yeah, because yeah. of the way I looked, it was like, Because you talked to some, someone, and they're like, I got to do this, this, Yeah, this, honestly, this. I was not like that. And gotcha. then eventually, I was coaching my, I was coaching myself, actually. And mm-hmm. I probably, I will be going back to coaching myself. Yeah, and you coach other others, too, as well, Yeah, right? I do. Um, mm-hmm. I don't coach a lot of people, but that's only because I do have another job. And when I'm a coach, like, I want to make sure I'm giving you my 110%. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. What's your other job? I'm a hearing aid specialist, so I'm pretty much like an audiologist. <laughs> Talk about, look at that. Just the contrast there. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Men, uh, women of many talents, by the way. Thank you. I mean, uh, how'd you get into that, first of all? Let's yeah. Um, well, actually, I wanted to become a psychologist mm-hmm. um, after I got out of graduate school, but I wanted a specific psychology degree. Okay. Um, so, Nova down here, they have that degree. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a family member that's involved in the hearing, uh, it's really for hearing aids. So, the hearing aid business, and he was like, why don't you try? getting into that first to see yeah. if you like it before you go to graduate school. Wow. So I ended up doing that. Um, it was like a two or three year process to become a hearing aid specialist. Mm. You're not a doctor, but it's pretty much like literally, audiologists have the same exact job. Yeah, yeah. So I don't like diagnose any medical diseases or mm-hmm. anything really past hearing loss. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do. I pretty much test hearing, wow. uh, fit per- and program hearing aids mm. to patients that come see me. <laughs> so, and this is primarily older patients or is I mean, it really, yeah, I mean, primarily, yeah. yeah because I don't obviously. see anyone under 18 because mm-hmm. I'm not a doctor. I mean, I can for hearing loss. So mm-hmm. if a parent wants to sign off on it, that's, that's fine. Like, I have seen kids under 18. Yeah. But typically, that's, like, a little bit more for an audiologist and an mm-hmm. ENT specialist. Mm-hmm. When you're at, you know, 70, 80 years old, <laughs> sorry, nothing's going to yeah. change. You got hearing loss. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you need a hearing aid. <laughs> I mean, I think that that's really good because it kind of gives you a break from what yeah. you're doing, you know. That's where, like, I always say you need to find – it's not, <laughs> not a hobby for you actually making money, and it's something that is some, that, that's actually changing lives and helping people. I mean, it's definitely – I hate to say it's not my f- true passion in life. Like, mm-hmm. fitness is definitely something I love. Yeah. Um, so if I could, like, do that full-time, I would, but you're not – it's not a guarantee. Like, I had a neck injury in 2019, actually. Mm-hmm. And the surgeons were telling me I need surgery. Like one doctor literally looked at me and was like, you, if you go to the emergency room right now, you know, we could do the surgery, blah, blah, blah. Wow. So like my, I could see that life can change like this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if I had a business where I'm coaching people and all this stuff, like sure. But the competing part of it, mm-hmm. like people take that for granted much more than sure. they realize. Yeah. So um, I don't want to put all my eggs into one basket. So it is good that I have that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to do this forever. Exactly. And and it's the most selfless thing you can do, actually, at that point, because you have to be selfish as a competitor. True. You know, it's it's the only way that you're actually going to make it to where you're at. Yeah. I mean, in any sport, you have to be a little bit selfish. For sure. And, And honestly, I think that it's funny because when people say that they're selfish because of what they're trying to accomplish. I, I absolutely think that they're being the best that they can possibly be to, to actually help other people indirectly. Absolutely. People are looking at you like, man, if she can do it, I can do it, or hopefully I can try to find a way to get there. That's a funny thing because a lot of these, actually all the fitness girls don't have careers really outside of fitness. Yeah. And so, like, I'm the only one that has a job. Like, I hate to say has a job, but it's, like, yeah. it's kind of true. Yeah. Not the only one. I mean, the, the top of the top. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what they do full-time, whether it's competing alone or coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, or having a gym. I mean, some of them are very successful at it, which I think even if they didn't compete, they'd still be successful at it at this point. But some of them are kind of like banking on this. Yeah, yeah. And it's, 
I mean, it's not unfortunate, but I would say that it is always good to have something in the back end that'd be like, oh man, I could definitely change careers if I need to because I have the skills and the ability to do so. Right. So that's really good. So talk about this neck injury. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I actually don't know exactly how it happened. Um, I don't know if it was perpetuated by gymnastics. Mm -hmm. um, I had actually a really bad car accident in college, which after all this stuff happens, you start to look back and be like, maybe it was this, maybe it was that. Uh -huh. But I actually woke up in the hospital and had absolutely no idea what happened. I was just like, thank God I'm alive. And like, wow. didn't really, I didn't really think about it further than that, yeah. honestly. So, so you woke up, so like, was it like, it wasn't trauma, it wasn't anything like that. It was just one day you just started feeling some type of way so like i don't know when it started like realistically i mean i know there was one thing i did in particular that like made it get to the point it was okay but like it started like years before i started to remember like my shoulder was hurting me like and mm -hmm. i'm just like yeah whatever i'm doing like lateral raises and stuff yeah, yeah. i live heavy no big deal like <laughs> um and then i did start getting pain in like my upper back like in the middle back like in the rhomboid area and i was just like mm -hmm. again like yeah whatever training yeah <laughs> um and then I'm really well known for my gymnastics, hand, I mean, not my gymnastics, but yes now, but the handstand moves I do specifically mm -hmm. in my routine. Mm -hmm. So I was like, maybe I'll try to do like a new move where I do mm -hmm. it and then I come down into a headstand and then push back up into a handstand from the headstand. And I think the compression that day of like just pushing down gotcha. and pushing back up, I was like, something hurt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I proceeded to train back and went about the same exact day. Like oh, I was just like warming up, doing my skills or whatever. Oh, went okay. to train back. And then the next day I woke up and I'm like, literally like talking to people like this. Like I yeah, couldn't move. That's the worst. And I was like, okay, I slept wrong, whatever. I did something. Yeah. And then it just never got better. Mm. Um, like it got, kept getting worse. Really? If, if anything, or just like it was so bad. I couldn't even sleep. Like. Wow swollen it was really horrendous yeah. but i had the olympia in eight weeks yeah. <laughs> so i was like okay yeah i'll <laughs> deal with this later yeah. and i mean it got so bad i was out on the olympia stage mm -hmm. during our warm-up where i said there's like no yeah, you know yeah. we're not really warming up i was literally just sitting there like looking at the stage mm. i was like hey you're gonna do this here that there yeah. you're not gonna sacrifice your warm-ups mm -hmm. you're gonna just do this in your routine oh. <laughs> and then yeah. uh that year i actually had a mishap with my costume so i was like the shorts I had were like really short and they were not staying on. So I was like so paranoid about them. They literally yeah. backstage glued the whole shorts down, like the, oh, everything. Shit. So I wasn't thinking about anything else other than the shorts. shorts yeah. So then I go through my routine and then I go to do this one part. I had the skirt where I like rip it off, mm -hmm. but the top of my top was got stuck to the Velcro of the shorts yeah. and I didn't double knot it. So it started untying like as I'm doing my handstand move and like I'm doing my move and I'm like, feels like my top's about to fall off. I'm like, hey, and then I realized my top was like completely untied. Oh, I was like, did I have a Janet Jackson moment on the other side? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm not running off the stage. Like in gymnastics, you learn that you don't stop. Yeah. Like most girls would have just ran off the stage. Sure. So I'm like doing my routine and I'm like literally it. trying to tie my costume back together. Shit. It took like, it felt like an eternity to get it back together, but it took like maybe 10 seconds. Yeah. But most people are like, what is she doing mm. for those 10 seconds? But I somehow pulled it off. Nice. So after all that with the neck injury, Professional. Professional. the shorts, <laughs> yeah, then I have that happen. So that was just like a horrible year for me. Sure. And the two years prior to that, the first year I competed at the Olympia, mm -hmm. I didn't realize that like, no matter what I did, it was gonna not place top five. Like yeah. it just was all these older, veterans were there mm -hmm. and like no matter what i did i was gonna get seventh which is what i got okay right after the veterans so the next year i did um the predator routine yeah actually, i saw that knows about that shit was dope <laughs> and was dope. even on the commentating on the live stream they were like great performance like 
Well, be, we're definitely going to see her in the top five tonight. Yeah. And then I got seventh again. Oh, man. So that was just like a hard hit. Yeah. And then the following year was the year I had the injury. Mm-hmm. So I did like horrendous to me, in my opinion, like not only in the physique round yeah. and the routine round, and I still got seventh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was kind of annoyed, um, yeah. but I was happy I still got seventh and get worse. Mm-hmm. And then I took off the whole entire 2019. Yeah. So with that, th- that has to bother you. Like, knowing that you were better, that you deserve, like, under, at least in the top five, and then because of the girls have been there for long enough, yeah. they get above you? Like, how's that? How's that? How you, how can Honestly, you? back then it was more acceptable. Mm. But then the year in t- 2018, like, a girl came out of nowhere and got second at the Arnold, and then that kind of really put other things in pers- into perspective, like... Yeah. Like what? What is she doing that I'm not doing? Yeah. I mean, obviously looking back, I can kind of see, but at the same time, sure. I was still like, "Come on." Yeah. yeah. Um, and now this girl doesn't even place. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, but wh- why do you think that though? Like, is that is that a money thing? Or I do what? think it's partially that. Sure. I mean, I hate to admit that, but yeah. like, I just think they don't know what to do with fitness. I don't mm-hmm. think they don't think like. I I've never had someone tell me you're never going to win the Olympia. I've never had someone mm-hmm. tell me like. Like, you're crazy, like, yeah. you know, what are you thinking? Yeah. But now looking back, it's been, this is gonna be my sixth year. Like, last year I placed fourth, this year I placed fourth. I was a lot better, I wanna say in the physique round, at least this year. Mm-hmm. Last year I loved my routine. I thought it was the best routine I ever had. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, blindfolding, blindfolded, nunchucks on the Olympia stage and they still don't <laughs> reward cool. me. Yeah, that's cool. And then they tell me no, no nunchucks, like that was the reason. No nunchucks? Yeah. Oh. My bad, I'm too great. Yeah, exactly. My so bad. it's just like, it. I don't know what they want Can't from me. Can't be too great, y'all. <laughs> Fuck that. I don't know exactly what they want from me, yeah. but I just know that like I have to keep showing up. Now, you talk to the judges, obviously, right? And to so an extent, yeah. What, are, what, are they, what do they usually give you like as far as an excuse? Because that is an excuse for them. I mean, this year, it was just, I didn't even bother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's super unfortunate. That was one thing that I think that bodybuilding, I think all like sports in that realm have the biggest issue is that it's very hard to quantify like who's winning and who's losing because it is i guess it is somebody's opinion at the end of yeah the i was day, gonna say it's know? not like powerlifting or even yeah. boxing or any yeah. i mean even boxing they fudge things yeah but like yeah. let's i like to use powerlifting they do too on certain things mm-hmm. too i mean there always is to but it's not like yes and like no that. like yeah. You did it or you didn't do it. Like, yeah. you crossed the finish line or you didn't cross the finish line. Exactly. Like, exactly. it's like, what's one person's opinion of, you know, what's aesthetic and what's not? Sure. Or what's entertaining and what's not? Mm-hmm. I think they should realistically have the audience pull in. Yeah, <laughs> and that yeah. should be 25% of the score. Yeah. I mean, I'm no judge, man, <clears throat> honestly. But if I'm looking and I'm, I mean, you can clearly see, well, some bodybuilding is different because I see just a bunch of big motherfuckers <laughs> on there, man. Like, honestly, like, uh, Nick. Yeah. Walker, I was like, man, I, I thought Nick could have won. And the other guy looked almost like right there with him. I'm like, how do you guys judge this thing? You yeah. Know, at the end of the day, I remember watching Ronnie Coleman and, and Jay Cutler. And I'm like, sure. <laughs> All right, they're both pretty good, man. Like, give them, give me the award. Let's, let's run it. You know, like, but it's hard. Like, yeah. I think at the end of the day, though, I think it comes down to for you guys is the routine. I well, think yeah. The routine is big. But the problem is, that's what the problem is, is like, what do you want from the routine? Mm hmm. Because, like, like, this year was really, I want to say, I hate the word bad, but it was controversial because everyone that watched doesn't understand. Yeah. So that's a problem. Yeah. Like, maybe if you had a, an actual, like, definition of what you're looking for, people would be like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, even though we like those other routines, we could see why the one that won, won. Sure. Yeah. But they just don't have, a, like, a definition of what fitness is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, 
I didn't really even know until just now. Exactly. So yeah, of course. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like it's changed too. Like I, I should probably mention in 2018 when that girl won, I was talking about like money. I was bringing. I don't want to say money, but I was in Generation Iron Three. Like I, I was a main character that in that. Dope. Check it out, Generation Iron <laughs> Three. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, like that's there we go. That. <laughs> that's something to like watch just because it yeah. shows you a little bit. Yeah, Especially yeah. Generation Iron One, like you can really see not about us, but about bodybuilding, like yeah. the sport. Yeah. Um, back in that vi- in that movie, I mean, like I think what they're looking for now is different. Mm-hmm. So even Oksana, who was she was the main person winning back then. Like she's yeah. now getting second and third, mm-hmm. and I, she's doing pretty much the same thing. Even her physique looks the same. Yeah. So things have changed, and it's just not going in the right direction right now. <laughs> so I want to see what happens in 2022. I, I think there's, like anything, it's cyclical. It comes back in waves. I think that, you know, what was the heyday? I think it was like the 90s, like the mid-90s, and then to the late 90s. That's when you bodybuilding, bodybuilding was super big. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? And then it kind of took a dip. You had CrossFit come in, and then that was it. Now people are on to powerlifting and, you know, functional training. Sure. I do believe that there is going to be a time where bodybuilding fitness... I actually think fitness division is mm-hmm. actually where they're not paying attention. Because mm-hmm. there's so many people that would be like, that's cool, I want to do that. Sure. I don't yeah, think yeah. it's cool to just walk across the stage and do in a bikini or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some women want to do women's women's uh, physique because it's a little bit more challenging. Mm-hmm. But they're not giving like any kind of... The other part of this is in all the... Obviously the physiques, it's 100% your physique. Yeah. In fitness it's actually two-thirds your routine. Mm-hmm. So if they don't even know what the routine is looking for and they think like they can't even do that and then the physique is also like hard to look like, it's like, why do fitness? It's just too hard. Yeah. And it's not appealing. All those other stuff that so I, I said like if you're trying to get girls to like gymnastics cheer, all these things, like mm-hmm. they don't want to be out of shape, but they don't want to look like bodybuilders. Yeah. I mean, coming from me who did a physique round at 16 and 17 and actually won the physique round, like I want to say what I looked like back then was yeah. appealing for most gymnasts sure. or dancers or yeah, yeah, yeah. cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to be the one that they push as the face of that, but yeah. we'll see what happens, how I guess. You, how old are you now? 29. So you'd be there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they look at me like as if I'm a baby, but like realistically, I'm not a baby. Like yeah. I've been in this industry almost my whole entire life. Like mm-hmm. realistically, my parents got me into bodybuilding when I was like yeah. five because yeah. they went to shows and watched Mr. Olympia VHS. <laughs> I almost oh, said sure. DVD. Yeah. But I mean, like I was watching, not watching it like incessantly, but it was mm-hmm. there. It was like an influence in my life since I'm a kid. Gotcha. I didn't even know I was eating healthy. Like my parents would eat like salmon, <laughs> like, I don't know, sweet potatoes and like broccoli yeah. for dinner. And I'm nice. just like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> I don't know the difference. Yeah. So you was already bred to get into Kind of, yeah. Um, so let's talk about your diet a little bit too sure. as well. So like when you're getting ready, right, let's say, what, how long does it take to really prep? Kind of depends. Um, the longest I've prepped was about 18 weeks, which was this last time. Gotcha. But so, this last time, because of the physique round, mm-hmm. like I've never actually did like an off-season bulk, so mm-hmm. to speak. And I put on, like I never thought I would ever see like that much weight on a scale. Like really? for me, yeah. Um, and that was tough, like yeah, obviously. for me, but I don't think I'll ever have to do that again. Okay. Um, so that was like a lot of food. I mean, I never ate that much. So that was like a lot of carbs, a lot of protein. I was eating like kind of like a man, I mean, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe somebody your size that's trying to like uh, kind of bulk and kind of diet at the same time would eat gotcha. what I was eating. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, so for someone my size at five feet, it's kind of like yeah, that's <laughs> eating a lot, yeah. So, and, and this was on the off season? Yeah, this was like early 2021 20, okay. till about June. Gotcha. Then I started dieting for the Olympia. Mm-hmm. Um, Usually, 
I mean, this year has been so different just because of what they want from us in the physique round. Mm -hmm. But I was eating like every other meal carbs, um, post-workout shake. It was pretty, I didn't, I wasn't really that low on food actually. Mm -hmm. um, every other meal was pretty much a different kind of protein, egg whites, sure. fish, chicken, turkey. <laughs> Protein so shakes. Are you primarily like cutting down your calories obviously each week or is it yeah, more so just like a, a, like an undulation? The way that my coach was doing it was like dropping the calories and increasing cardio at the same time. Okay. Gradu gradually. Okay. And you would primarily cut the carbs? Is that is that or would you Not necessarily like for example, like it started off with like two whole eggs with I don't know, four egg whites in the morning and then mm -hmm. eventually went to like six egg whites, so you're taking out the fat. Okay. Or like take yeah, like I had like 93% turkey turned into 99% turkey. Okay. Like it was like really gradual things here and there, mm -hmm. but my diet really didn't get that low. Mm -hmm. um, it was mostly the cardio got up to like 90 minutes. Yeah. So, oh, damn. Yeah. So with the cardio, right, and that's primarily going to be like steady state, right? To an extent, yeah. And then you would do some hit. A little bit of hit, but like not really. It was mostly steady state. Gotcha. And your training, did that pick up like as far as volume goes? I want to say a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, last year, it didn't change at all. Like, I just trained. Actually, last year was weird because I literally weighed the same mm -hmm. as starting as I did on stage. Oh, wow. Because I was growing and losing fat at the same that's time. Right. Yeah, totally. But I was also in a different position. Like, that's what I mean by that. Like, I literally just came off a show. Mm -hmm. So I was already lean. Yeah. Um, so where, like, out a this bit. was, like, all this whole off season. Now I got to lose, like, 20 pounds of fat. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, man, I, I saw you over here. You didn't look like you had. I know. Honestly, I was like, man. "Well, I really can't believe what <laughs> how much weight I lost." I went from almost one fifty to one twenty one on stage. Wow. Like, I didn't b believe that I had that much weight to lose. Yeah, but you're literally always... shrink wrapping. Like to get that yeah. lean, that's like almost like you're inevitably gonna. I was inevitably gonna gain five pounds just because I can't maintain that. You yeah, can yeah, literally yeah. look like death. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. That's a yeah. tough look, and you got to do all the physical activities. Too, yeah, man. it was tough. At the Arnold, it was worse than the Olympia. Yeah. Yeah, and then you kind of yeah, because the Arnold actually at the was Arnold, close. like I really was like I really hope I don't get hurt today. Really, and that's where like I think the judges are getting concerned because mm -hmm. you're super lean. They're at that like you, the guys literally get off stage and you can't breathe and <sighs> you can't talk and like you see these professional. Actually, they used America's Got Talent as an example, like mm -hmm. finish a performance and can talk. But we're also kind of like, are you crazy? Like, we're doing literally hit for two minutes straight. How do you think we're going to talk after this? But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's getting to the point where it's dangerous. I mean, it's always been dangerous, but now it's just... Yeah. Is that because, like, the judging has gotten more strict and, like, people want to see more, you know, getting leaner? Honestly, I hate to, like, make people as an example, but, like, mm -hmm. the last girl that won, not this one, the last one, mm -hmm. she's very muscular and, like, most people would think she could do women's physique and she'd be on Instagram posing like a bodybuilder mm. and fitness girls are just don't do that like yeah. even if we could we're just we're not trying to like promote it in that way mm. um, fitness is supposed to be still athletic and like sure. to me bodybuilding is not athletic like yeah. it's bodybuilding yeah, yeah. so like to pose and stuff like a bodybuilder it's not really promoting fitness in the right direction mm. and that's where a lot of the girls that were coming up are like well I don't want to look like that well, you're you're showing it off in that way. Yeah. If you're standing there trying to be hot and like showing off your booty, mm -hmm. like everybody else on Instagram, they might be like, "All right, oh, yeah. that's cute." Like you look a certain way on stage, but you don't look like that yeah. in real life. Mm -hmm. Even though obviously it's just the way it's being portrayed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, what do you think? Where, where, first of all, where did you know how much body fat you had on you when you started? <laughs> let's, let's go with Normally, that. I don't have that much body fat to yeah, lose. Right. Normally, I'm literally like 10, maybe 12 pounds from actual stage weight, yeah. and that's with like losing water and all that. Yeah. So that's yeah, tough. no, I didn't. I didn't know I had that much weight to lose. Man, that's crazy. Cause like, I know that when we cut weight, you know, for fights, 
and uh, we get guys down probably six percent but that's like for I don't know maybe four to six hours and then they're rehydrated back up (laughs) yeah you guys got to do that you got to stay like that for a day almost right like pretty Mm. much the whole day yeah, I mean, at least for fitness, we're like, all right, we did the physique round in the yeah. morning because it's just the physique round in the morning, and then at night's the routine. Oh, okay. So at least you can kind of, like, yeah, you but you can't go crazy because you're not going to come back and be like, what happened to her? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The whole different person. Yeah, exactly. Like 30 and it's months. happened, like, with bodybuilders. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, man. Or they come back, and it's like, what happened to them? They look so much better than so they did in the better, morning. Yeah, Usually that's what out. happens to me mm-hmm. just because I was like, the nerves and stuff sure. always make me, like, hold a little water. Mm. And then by the time we get out on stage for the routine, like, just the doing the moves and stuff yeah makes you like i guess some of the water go into the muscle a little bit yeah so i look better mm-hmm. but some girls don't look better mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you do after the morning uh, routine do you, do you usually put some carbs in obviously honestly like i said like it's just the thing is with bodybuilding it's like there's never a cut and dry answer it's mm-hmm. always something different sure i mean usually i have a little bit of fluids mm-hmm. and i eat like a meal it depends like some coaches had me i mean when i was training myself i'd usually eat like a burger and fries yeah something to like and then take a nap and then kind of like nibble here and there but nothing like a full meal because that's going to like weigh you down by the time you get out there and your digestion is probably off too right yeah Yeah. you don't want to introduce too many crazy things like usually not maybe a burger and fries but fries and like steak oh yeah okay yeah i did i I believe i did a steak with a sweet potato (laughs) yeah after after the morning it also depends like Sometimes people, like I didn't, used to have steak in my diet, like this time I didn't have steak in my diet. So mm. usually you try not to go too far off from what off your body's already like sure. used to. That yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. That's the same thing with, with uh, like post weigh-ins and stuff too as well. We just try to eat a little bit more and give the body what it needs. Sure. I mean, that's the good thing about my division. I don't need to like make a weight. Yeah. Like because other divisions, yeah. yeah, there's guys that are in the sauna like going crazy. So let me tell you about this fucking stuff. <laughs> okay. So my, I, I competed, but I had to go to 170. Six, one seventy, no, seventy-eight. Okay. And so, I got down. I started. I started at two hundred five. Dieted down. I was. I was pretty lean. I was probably under six percent, seven percent. And then I was like, damn, I'm like one eighty-two. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> and now, mind you, I, I built my body back up because I fought at one fifty-five. So okay, I I built my body back up to tool like 198 and then I had obviously some water and all that other stuff dieted down I got to a lean 185 and then started to you know cut the water and then I'm like damn I gotta get this weight off so <laughs> I like I went back to just fighting mode so I'm like I go in the sauna right <laughs> and I'll cut I'll cut the rest of the water so I go and I take some pictures and uh I look I look good I'm like damn all right I look good but I still gotta get this weight off because I gotta make the weight class. <laughs> so I go in the sauna, I cut the I cut the water, and I just flatten yeah, out. Yeah, I was gonna say you were so flat. So flat. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, damn, little flat as a pancake. Oh, man. when did you have to compete? It was that day. Oh, like, it was that day. It was that morning. I went. I had to get. So I had to like, I, I weighed in and I rehydrated. I put some stuff in. I look somewhat better, but I didn't look as good as I did yeah, when yeah. I took the pictures the the day before or something right. like that. I'm like, damn. And then obviously the week after, after you get everything back in, I'm like, damn, great. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, for us, we're like, damn, we look like crap. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I found out that yeah, it's probably not the best idea to do it like no. that, you know. No, that's why it's best to start early. Actually, two weeks before the Arnold, I hurt my ankle. Mm. Not, I didn't do anything. I just had tendonitis. Like I said, my ankle injuries yeah. still creep up on me. Just from the stairmaster, my ankle was totally swollen. I could barely walk. I was like. 
thank God this is two weeks before the show, yeah. and then I'm already lean enough that I don't need to do cardio. Like, I don't need to get really any leaner, thankfully, because mm. sometimes I'm behind. Like, there was one show in 2016, I ended up winning the show, but three weeks out, I was like, so behind. Like, yeah. where every single day you're looking different, 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 different. Yeah. Or because it's like, checking with a coach every other day i know yeah it's probably, yeah. It's probably like the most frustrating time it's like you're like damn what the f i mean back then i didn't do any i mean it's not like i did it right to get there so yeah. that's why i was at the predicament i was in yeah, okay. but like there's a lot of different situations like last year during covid there was a show in tampa mm -hmm. and it was like early july and the show was at the end of july gotcha. and i really wasn't ready for a show but i was like who's really gonna go yeah. i had four weeks left i crash dieted basically for oh. four weeks and then <laughs> got on stage and I just knew I didn't want to embarrass myself, essentially, mm -hmm. but I wasn't going to be the best gotcha. that I could be, and the judges weren't expecting that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they were just happy we showed up. Like, mm -hmm. half of the East Coast couldn't even get there, so mm -hmm. it was like, all right, let me just do the show. Yeah. So there's so many different circumstances, but when it's planned, I want to say it's at least 16 weeks for most people. Yeah, yeah. After the show, what's the diet look like? Are you, like, obviously you're increasing your calories over time, correct? You're not I mean, that's killer. the right way to do it, but, yeah. like, for me, it just never works out that way. <laughs> Honestly, my I start to realize, like, as I do this over and over again, some people's bodies are just more survivors than others. Yeah. Like, my body, once it gets to a certain point of, like, it's like, what are you doing? Like, we're not doing this. You're not going to get that lean. Like, we're not supposed to get that lean. Like, <laughs> makes me go crazy. Like, I literally can't sleep. Like, I'll wake gotcha. up at, like, 2 or 3 in the morning, and your body's like, you have to eat something. And, like, yeah. it's really hard to sleep. Sure. Um, but I think some people just, their bodies are different. They mm -hmm. don't make them feel that, like, they, they can get through it easier. Mm -hmm. But I do mm -hmm. think it's, like, actually chemical. Yeah. Like, our body, our bodies are actually surviving or not. Man, always, always. I think, it's like, I know for a fact when I put my body through certain training regimens, I'm like, yeah, this is not what my body wants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right <laughs> like, yeah. Like pushing back on me. But I do think it takes like a seasoned athlete to understand that. Yeah, yeah. You got to know your body too as well. You know your body pretty well. Yeah. Do you, have you always been like somewhat muscular as a, as a, as a young kid? <laughs> yeah, I mean like. Man, I tell you this because she reminds me of Tisha Torres. <laughs> you know what T Story is? She's Sounds a really UFC familiar. fighter. Okay. Uh, but she's just like you. She's like four foot five, uh, four foot nine, five foot like you, and just solid. Now she's actually yeah. doing a, a physique show or something. I mean, honestly, before the, they wanted us to be like super muscular, it was like a joke. Like, I was like, of course I don't need to train. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I literally can eat nothing and I'll still hold muscle. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but if you saw my parents, would be like, okay. Yeah, the genetics play a good role in that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And then the gymnastics all the years. Exactly, stuff, yeah. exactly. You built that muscle, that, that foundational muscle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is awesome. All right, so I don't want to keep you anymore, but let's Thanks go. Thanks for having me, Of though. course, of course. <laughs> Tell them where they can find you, anything that you want to promote. Go ahead. Sure, so my Instagram, it's ITS, Ariel Kadar, K-H-A-D-R. It said Kadar. I know it's missing like a vowel. <laughs> um, you can find me on YouTube. It's also Ariel Kadar on YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, Facebook, all the same. You can go to, uh, mostly really it's on Instagram and YouTube. Mm -hmm. So I guess we'll be doing a training video next time I see Phil. Yeah, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a training video. I want to take her through maybe an MMA workout too. I was gonna say maybe I'm in the wrong sport. It's <laughs> yeah, possible we can we can bring back the Taekwondo. There we go. All right, thanks again for watching, guys. See you again next time.